Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. So today we're going to talk about the most difficult part of IVF and that's the decision to stop when you haven't been successful. It's reaching the end of the journey. So when is it the end of the journey? I would say that the end of the journey is when you have reached a point where going forward seems fruitless, that you are now at a point where successive attempts have not been successful, where the doctor who you've seen has explored all the options for you. But it is a hard decision. What we do know from statistics is that for some people, the end of the journey is after one cycle. Of those who take up a cycle of IVF, 25% won't have another cycle. Now, some of those have fallen pregnant spontaneously, probably up to a quarter of them, because we know that's a fact that a quarter of people who've been through an IVF cycle will, in the next few months, fall pregnant on their own, particularly, obviously, those with unexplained infertility. And each cycle, after each cycle, that 25% attrition rate continues, where patients reach a conclusion that they don't want further treatment. For some, that's purely a financial decision. IVF can be expensive. For others, it's the psychological trauma of the roller coaster of expectation, of success, and those hopes being dashed. And people weigh up whether the desire for a child is worth the psychological pain and the financial stress. Obviously, pregnancies occur, and that will also be an end point to future treatment. But the patient I find saddest and most difficult are older women, and helping them reach the end of their road. I've always told my medical students when I teach them about IVF that the role of IVF doctor is to have patients going away comfortable with the outcome that's occurred. Now obviously having a baby is a great outcome but I also feel very strongly that a patient who has not achieved her goal of a baby, when she goes away I want her to be comfortable that she's tried everything. I don't want her coming back 20 years later and telling me that I wish I'd gone further. And I think we have a justification for treating patients, even in almost hopeless situations, to help them reach that end point of being comfortable that they've done everything possible. There are some things that make it easy to say you've done everything. If you have an IVF cycle and your ovaries don't stimulate, no eggs, no treatment, no baby, and you do that on more than one occasion, then I think nature is telling you it's time. That said, donated eggs is an option in that scenario. 
but not everybody wants to go there. More difficult is when we get one or two eggs each cycle and while we might not get an embryo every cycle to put back, we get sufficient to give hope. The problem with hope is that mostly it is unrealistic and I still haven't worked out a way of conveying realism to many of my patients who when I say the odds of a pregnancy are less than one in a hundred, less than one percent, they will still say, I want to go ahead. And if they do, I certainly will treat them because there is a small chance. I try and put that chance in perspective. We did a study now some time ago, but I think the data is still much the same, that using your own eggs in a woman over the age of 44 has less than a 1% chance of producing a baby. In 800 cycles in women 45 and above, we had two babies. That's the odds. But as I said, I can spell that out in words of one syllable, and I'm afraid women will still want to go through a cycle, or their partner will. And I think they have a right to do that. There are some doctors that would say, that's a waste of resources, but I think that money spent is worthwhile in helping that individual reach the end of the road and feel comfortable that they've done everything possible. One of the newer tools that we have to assist in reaching that conclusion is doing genetic testing on the embryo. And we know if you're over 42 and we test embryos, over 90% of them will be genetically abnormal and indeed <clears throat> when we test embryos an individual will have no embryos in more than 20% of cases that are genetically normal. So they go through a cycle, they get blastocysts, we biopsy them and there is no normal embryo. But that's what we would expect with statistics. If you've got two or three embryos and there's a 90% chance they're going to be abnormal, it's highly unlikely we're going to get a normal one. I use the terminology of looking for the needle in the haystack. It's that chance of finding a good egg that will produce a good pregnancy. So if you produce no euploid, normal chromosomed embryos, knowing that is helpful in patients reaching the conclusion that they're at the end of the road. I use another device which has also been useful to assist patients to accept that old eggs are not good. We use polarised light microscopy to look at the spindle, the collection of chromosomes just before fertilisation. And our research has clearly shown that if you have an absent spindle or an abnormal spindle, the odds of a genetically normal pregnancy are reduced and indeed the chances of even getting a pregnancy are very low. So if I do polarised light microscopy on the eggs of women and we show that they're all abnormal, it's highly likely that that's the reason they're not getting pregnant. And the older you get, the more frequent are those abnormalities of the spindle. So when you set out on a journey where the hope is that you'll end up with that baby that you so much wanted and you continue the journey unsuccessfully working out when the right time to stop actually is very hard and does require discussion with your specialist 
perhaps involvement of the counsellor in the clinic to help you make the decision that it's time to stop. I hope that's been helpful. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 